0: Good evening, all you beautiful people, and welcome to the Class First Grass Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, TJ, joining me as usual. We got the grumpy one, RGT85. Why are you yelling? I have
1: to adjust my
0: volume. Don't worry, my voice will get low in the end. Uh, we got the Beard in one, Greg, and joining us. It's been a very long time, but we've got Shane from Reres coming back on the show after like a two-year hiatus.
2: I think so, yeah.
0: I think the last time you were with us, uh, it was for the Game Awards, if I remember right.
2: Damn. Wow. I think the Switch didn't exist yet. Yeah, yeah. It's, been a, it's been a bit. It's been what a different time,
0: time that was. <laughs> yeah. So if it is your first time joining us, it is a one-hour podcast where we talk about all the latest in gaming, all the stuff we've been playing. And then the last 15 minutes of the show are held for the Lightning Round. That's where we take your questions, your topics, we toss it up around us, and we talk about those topics. All right how you guys been had a good week Doing good. All right, man. You, got, you got a grin on you greg
3: i maybe it's just a shit-eating grin i don't know
0: <laughs> well greg I'm... what what have you been playing this past week we am gonna start with
3: you. um the usual the usual uh but i did jump into atomic crops for review um it made its way to the epic game store and it hit version 1.0 and you know i've been covering it <clears throat> kind of back and forth um you know different news updates and it always like been on my radar but i was like man that looks like a game i would really like and you know i was a big fan of um zombies ate my neighbors um you know super smash tv total carnage like the top-down shooters and like you basically it's like a, a top-down shooter with like 16-bit graphics but then you like you're the whole thing is you have to defend your farm so you have to build these crops and then you take the crops and you and you trade them in for cashews. The cashews are the money. And then you buy weapons and upgrades. But it's a um, it's a roguelite. So you know, when you die, you lose everything, and then you start back at the beginning. But I'm actually usually pretty turned off by that. But I mean, this game is is like got a hook in me. I played, you know, numerous hours of it. Uh, I keep discovering new things every time I jump in. Um, I just think it's 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 you know a lot more than what I had bargained for. I thought it was going to be, you know, at least a fun shooter, um, but it's it's actually really deep, and and there's a lot of cool stuff to do in it.
0: I have to ask you and and everyone here, Rogue Light. Every time they they come up, we're always like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of fun, you know, and all that. But has anyone here actually ever completed a Rogue Light?
2: No, I have. Which one? Uh, FDL. I'm
3: not familiar faster with that. Faster than light. Yeah. The uh, ship one.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, uh, uh, right. Faster than light. Then the guys made uh, another game. Uh, after FTL, they did another one where it's big giant mechs fighting each other, uh, oh, and I beat that one too. I mean, you beat it, but then you go back and you play it like a thousand and one times until your eyes are bleeding out of your head, and you're like, <laughs> I can't play another one. Then you do it again, and then you find yourself just not doing anything but playing the game. So yes, as far as you can beat so uh, how, a roguelite game.
0: How do you define roguelite? Like, just just going through the first story, I guess, the...
2: Well, uh, you play it and play it and play it until you've actually unlocked as much as you can, if the game Mm -hmm. actually has unlockable mechanics in the first place. But technically, uh, a good roguelike game just has a solid mechanic that is stressful and hard to do, and you go back and do it a billion times until you get it right. But there is a story, sometimes, some kind of narrative, Mm -hmm. some kind of leveling system that you can complete through one go, and it, the skills you earned are are skills you learn personally as a player. So the next time you play the game, you don't need anything you got from your last run. You should be able to have done it right the first time. You just have to learn the mechanics for it. So it was FTL and something else. I forgot what the last game was that those guys did. It's like a ooh, it was a good game too. Yeah, it was yeah. on the Switch.
3: It but was kind fantastic. of going off that though, there. I mean, it's it, the, you're absolutely right. Like there's so many times that I have jumped back in. I'm like, okay, like I've got it now. I know exactly what. I need to do. I need a farm on the first day. I need to go get seeds. I need to cash these in, upgrade my guns. And progressively I've gotten be- better and farther and discovered more. And then even some of the things like um, there's like uh, relationships that you can have within the camps that you, you get certain items um, by, you know, you can be <clears throat> involved with, you know, one person or multiple and you get certain upgrades or um, certain benefits or, you uh, know, each character has different perks um, to how um, like the, the the first one you start out with is you get like two bees that help with like farming and stuff. So each one's like a little bit different, but yeah, totally. Like I've learned new things every single time I've jumped in.
0: What's the name of yours again, Greg? That new one? atomic crops
3: It's been in early access for like I think a ye- I want to say like a year, but probably like six months.
1: Um, it kind of the graphics. Kind of remind me of Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Like the, the, yeah, the yeah. gunplay kind of looks like that too. I, yeah. I, I see I've seen um uh Ape and Eric did a video on it because he yeah, played. It, it's and it's
3: progressed. They they've, the they've added like so many new things to it. And I've seen the updates and, and you know, whatever, but I've never really paid attention to it because I wanted it to get to the point, I guess, in my own head where it did reach a point where it felt more of a complete game than just uh, you know, like an early access preview or idea. Um and, and, you know, there's still a roadmap in place and there's still going to be progression um, to the game. But that also got me on another topic that took me down a rabbit hole of, like, you know, what what does uh, reaching 1.0 really mean that's subjective to different gaming communities and all this sort of stuff? And I was like, okay, I need to back the hell up. <laughs>
0: like, that's... Because uh, isn't Fortnite still, like, considered early access or did they finally take that down?
3: I'm not sure. I haven't played in a while.
0: Same. I, I think I just, like i glance over it if it's still there, but it was there for a long time.
3: Just or it just says weird. beta on it. I think uh, Warzone's
0: like that, if I remember. Yeah, pretty much everything's in early access. What about PUBG? That, that's out of early access now, right?
2: Yeah, well, it's out of play. No one's actually <laughs> playing anymore. It's, it's cute, you know, they try. It, it's nice. It, it's wonderful. One day they will probably find seven people to play it again. But until that happens, you know, it's all Fortnite for now.
0: Poor PUBG. Or Warzone. Greg's been big into Warzone. Yeah, love Warzone. He's our, yeah, he's our, he's our resident. Uh, Do you and play
3: Warzone? you play
2: backup. I mean, I'm if played. it's a game and it's free, I'll play it. I don't care. Like, mm. uh, it, I, yeah. my my hard drive cared. My hard drive cried 150 gigs or whatever it is for like three minutes of gameplay until someone snipes you off half the map. Oh, I mean, that's Try. great, but yeah, <laughs> it's it's really really well done what they've what they've created. They basically took everything I like about Call of Duty and put it into uh, like. the 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 kind of uh, just battle royale gameplay that i was seeking the only issue i have with it if there's one thing it's those little chest plate armor pieces you got to keep cycling out i i just want to shoot i I don't i don't care about like managing a bunch of things and and they can they can be like oh you can get freak you can get clothing oh your character can look like something else it's a first person shooter i don't care what my character looks like i'm never gonna care I, I can make my gun look like Especially it's. I, to play I, one. Yeah, that, right. It, just, it doesn't bother me. So that, basically, it's just a free game, and they're never going to get a cent from me. It's fantastic.
0: That chess mechanic sounds like it's something from Apex Legends. Is isn't Apex Legends kind of like, like you can upgrade your your helmet and stuff as you go? Your your body armor is it same thing? It,
2: it's kind of like that. Well, Greg, if you've been playing, it's it's the idea that you, you have the, that chest armor and you have to kind of like slide it into place. Yeah,
3: every- So it's like you, when you get hit, you know, your armor gets knocked. And so you have three tabs for armor. And so you can carry five on your body. Or if you get like the 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 upgraded one that's in some of the like the higher chests, it'll have eight slots that you can carry. And then so you can hold some for your team and it doesn't slow down movement or anything. But in Apex Legends, you have different armor grades. So you have like the lower tiers, and then up into the like the gold. I I haven't played it in so long. I don't even know if they added anything else beyond that. But you know, you can your your job when you're you're on the ground is to find as much armor, scavenge because you know you or your teammates are going to need it, and you can you can still buy it too.
0: Mm-hmm. And have you been? What else you've been playing, Greg? Or has that been your?
3: Um, that's one of the week. pretty much been it. I haven't jumped back into Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy seven in a minute. So I may do that. Um, but I am playing some other uh, retro stuff. So
0: when you say Final Fantasy seven, you're still talking about your first run through the original, right? Just, Just switch on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Greg is experiencing Final Fantasy seven for the first time right now crazy. I
3: fell off that and Animal Crossing about the same
2: time. Oh no. <laughs> well, Animal Crossing. Good, they're not going to take too much time to play. That's, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I short
1: experiences.
0: How about you, Sean? What you been up to?
1: Um, I'm playing a lot of stuff. I'm playing, um
0: I didn't see the video uh, about it though.
1: But I'm editing it right now. <laughs> um, I've been playing uh BioShock and Borderlands 2 on the Nintendo Switch. I got a video going up about that tomorrow. Uh, I actually jumped back into The Witcher 3 because all the um, talk about how Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition doesn't look all that great in handheld mode made me want to go back to The Witcher 3 just to experience a beautiful open world game that (laughs) looks great in handheld mode. Um, I'm not picking up Xenoblade. I I really have no interest in playing it through for a third time. Great game. Great game. Don't get me wrong, but... I do feel that Nintendo should be held to a somewhat higher standard when third party developers are able to get better graphical clarity out of Nintendo Switch games and handheld mode than a first person or first, essentially, a first party developed game. And I really, I think it boils down to the engine that Monolith is using. Um, but I do feel like they should be held to a higher standard. Have you but, seen OJ's um, face? Well, we got in. <laughs> yeah, we got into it last night on uh, the Spawncast. It was great. Oh. Um, what engine yeah, are they using? They're using the same engine that they use for Xenoblade 2. Which hmm. I don't think is a very good engine because Xenoblade 2 looked kind of poo-poo in, um, <laughs> in handheld mode. Like, it was sub 540p, and it's like, what? come on, man. Yeah, same thing with this game. It dips to sub 540p at times. So, you know, still, still a great game. Don't get me wrong, kiddies, but... Um, it's just, you gotta, you know, you gotta hold companies to standard to Anyways, um, Bioshock and, uh, Borderlands are surprisingly really, really good ports. Really good ports. Um, they come in a hefty download size. Like if you buy the physical edition of the game, um, with the Bioshock collection, it has a portion of each of the three games on there and you have to download the rest, which is... For lack of a better term, even though you're not allowed to say this word anymore, I will say it. It's retarded. Um, just put Bioshock One on the cartridge and then put two and three as a. Uh, so they only put a bit
0: of 10. each game in yes. instead of giving you and, one full game off the on the cart.
1: Yes, wow. and it, 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 it's so stupid. But in the same breath, like I say in tomorrow's video, which you all better watch, um, the compromises. The, the lack of compromises that they made with these versions of the game is more than worth it in my opinion like uh you look at you look at uh you know footage of the game running on the ps4 side by side with the switch it's like you know y- unless you're out there with like a little pixel counter or something and like a m- fucking microscope like you're not seeing any sort of graphical downgrade and yeah you know they're based on the 360 version of the game, but the remastered versions of those games really added in quite a few new graphical things as far as clarity is concerned, and they look great. They look great in dock mode. They look fantastic in handheld mode. Like, there's no sort of, you know, resolution drop, uh, significant resolution drop or anything like that or performance issues. So, you know, we go over all the pros and cons in tomorrow's video, but really just, just those had the biggest file size. Um... I want to say Borderlands 2 did. I know Bioshock 1 and Bioshock 2 were both over 10 gigs. Infinite was over 20 gigs. I want to say that Borderlands 2 was also over 20 gigs. Now, they are smaller than they were on the Xbox One and the uh, PS4 versions of those games. But still, you know, you got to clear out some room. The nice thing about it is, though, if you buy the collection... which is if you could buy the games individually for $20, or you can buy the collection for $50. And when you buy the collection, you can it downloads them all as individual games. So if you don't have the room, you could just download whatever game you want to from the collection and then wait on downloading the others. That's what I did with Borderlands um, because I don't, I don't have enough fucking room right now on my memory card. I have to delete so much stuff.
0: Curious, as a collector yourself, Sean, Knowing that the full game isn't on the cart, does that stop you from buying the physical, or you're like, ah, whatever, I just want it on my uh, shelf.
1: In in well, I actually well, Borderlands um would hook that up because he knows people like Gearbox um and Bioshock. I bought it digitally, and I did that for uh, one main reason. Because these are not Nintendo games, these are 2K games, and 2K games always go on sale, physically, or digitally, really. Um, so, you know, in a matter of three months, those collections will probably be 20 to $30 physically, and I might double dip on it, but... You know, it's sort of a balance where yes, they could have, you know, gimped these versions of the game to put them on the cartridge or at least put one of the full games on the cartridge. But I feel like the, the uncompromised experience that you're getting with these versions of the games is more than worth it. Um to uh to not have any real major compromises.
0: Would you would you link there, Craig? That's not Sean's channel, is it?
1: Greg. Yeah, I think it is.
0: Okay. Wasn't sure. Um oh,
1: almost at 300,000 subscribers. Please get me there.
0: Congratulations. I'm almost at 1500 <laughs> 1,500. <Woo! laughs> uh how about you, Shane? What have you been playing? Uh
2: so tons of VR games, um oh, mostly because it makes me feel like I'm somewhere than this room. So I've been playing a uh, Blade uh not Blade that uh beat saber uh like religiously beat saber i've gotten pretty decent to it where i can play like the really hard modes where my hands are like flying around and then by the end of it i can't feel anything so that kind of stuff uh i've been playing uh a ton of uh this game called uh, blade and sorcery so if you've never heard of this game basically what it is it's uh you pick up a sword and stab people. I, I want to say it's more complex than that, but it really isn't. VR's got the greatest ability to take the most simple mundane thing that every other video game has done for years and make it fun. So all you do is just you, you just get into sword fights with people. But because it's VR and you can't be running around freestyle and stuff, what they did was they included these mechanics where you can like uh, reach your hand out and pull something into your hand uh, like from far away. So I I was like uh, someone was shooting a like at one point while I was playing the game, someone uh, shot a a bow at me or an arrow. And then in the air, I just grabbed the arrow and I threw it back at them and hit them in the forehead. And I was like, (laughs) that feels right. I don't even know.
3: I just watched a video of a guy grabbing somebody by the neck and then stabbing him in the in the eye. Is that yeah, totally yeah.
2: like now now look, I'm not violence be what it <laughs> is. It's as violent as you want it to be, but the point of it is the is the combat and, and bettering your op- opponents in the game. So there's some pretty cool things that you have the ability to do. And I found it really interesting. So what they did there, and it's still in beta, it's not even close to being a game that I would recommend people pick up yet, because it's it's basically just a sandbox experience. But they're adding more stuff. I think this Tuesday, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, so I've been playing that. I've been playing the shittiest games ever for the past couple of weeks for for episodes. Well,
0: You've been doing that for the past like five years. Oh my
2: god. Uh, so there, there's there's like a there's three games we played in a row because we're like recording new episodes. Uh, I won't mention what they are, but one of them is a really new game. And I was like, there's no way a brand new game would be this bad. And I was shocked at just how terrible it was, at how uninspired it was. And it's like, it's from a, li- like a really big franchise that I've seen Fallout? before. Oh, I just no. got into Fallout. <laughs> no, no, no. If, if we were talking about Fallout 76, I, I would be holding back puke in my mouth. But the, the reality of, 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 of this game that we played is just nuts. So to make uh, some kind of experience where I could play a game that I was enjoying. Uh, I installed DOSBox on my computer. I mean, I've had DOSBox installed for a while. I just got the latest update to it. Uh, I installed Windows 3.1, installed some Sound Blaster cool. drivers and some oh, video sure. card drivers so I could actually get old Windows 3.1 games to play because, I've I, look, I'm into emulation. I like emulating old consoles and new stuff, but a lot of the games that I want to play on PC usually run or I have some way to run them. But 3.1, unless I'm running a virtual box somewhere never tended to run that well but on DOSBox, it works pretty well so i got 3.1 uh running and i'm i'm installing all these games i haven't played in forever and one of them is a game that if i tell you what it is and you run to go play the snes version you're doing it wrong it's called metal marines okay i remember that game okay so metal marines on the super nintendo is a garbage dump it's (laughs) not a good game it's 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 a travesty they made a mistake the real version to play is the PC version, because the PC version did something really cool. And we're talking about Windows 3.1. You've got two windows. One window is the enemy base, and the other window is your base. And you're building mechanics and stuff like that. And then every so often, you attack the other um, base with like missiles or uh, send over giant robotic machines that are basically Gundams, but they're metal marines. And they fly over and they they go to that base to destroy things. So it's a strategy game. It's pretty cool, pretty well designed. But the best part is, on SNES, it's badly paced. On the PC, when you shoot a missile, it goes from one window, flies out of the window across the desktop of Windows into the other window. That's tight. It looks so cool when you send over a metal Marine, it literally flies from one window, goes escapes out of that window, flies across the screen and goes into the next screen like I've there are very few games that ever did anything like that. And this is one of them and people never played it because unfortunately it was a Windows 3.1 game at the, a time when DOS was the primary gaming platform for everybody. So it was just, it, it totally fell under the radar. And if anybody actually wanted to play it, and they're like, I'll just get it on Super Nintendo, and they played it on Super Nintendo, they would regret that decision instantly and That's think, it. unfortunately, that that was what they'd be getting on PC. Isn't that so, like yeah. playing
0: SimCity on Super Nintendo? It was on Super Nintendo, wasn't it?
1: They added in a few Nintendo-related things really? to make it sort yeah. of fun. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a gimped version for sure.
0: Or StarCraft on N64. You know, they're just things you, you don't touch.
1: Oh, I mean, you
2: could say Command & Conquer as well. Command & Conquer on N64 utilizes a 3D engine
1: that is unique to that version of the game.
0: Shane is a wealth play, of knowledge.
1: I played the Sega Saturn version of the game. Okay, well, that's different. Yeah, the, uh, the N64
2: version, like uh, when you put the cartridge in, it, it takes over your Nintendo 64 console and everything. It's got this install process. It's not actually, but... Freaking love that. That was always something that Westwood was fantastic at. These like really cool installation sequences. And by the way, I, love the, I love the music in that
1: game. For those who aren't so familiar good.
0: about Shane or Rerez or what he does, uh, I recommend checking out his channel. He covers a lot of bad games. He just plays bad games, covers them, uh, covers worst consoles ever. Um, just bad games. And I think those are your main two right now, right?
2: I don't know what you're talking about. I, I'm a, I have a cooking channel. I just, no, no, I just make I, pizza.
0: I have, a, I have a snack channel. So we should do it. We should totally do a collab one day.
2: We just found out how to make pretzels for real. Oh, nice! It's fun. Yeah, Canadians.
0: (laughs) 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 Fucking
3: Canadians. Not not
1: wrong. (laughs) Greg, ask me the question. What have you been playing? Oh, thanks, guys.
0: Thank you. Uh, I've been playing more near automata, and I almost did. I almost had the. uh, This was almost the biggest mistake of my life. I So I talked about this last week. I bought the game two, three years ago, paid 50 bucks for it, played it for three hours, put it down, and that was it. I've since played it, beaten the first to the first ending. It's such a strange game to explain because um, when you beat the game the first time, you're at about a level 30. And the game is meant to be played over and over again, but it's not – it's always different – and it's, it's such a mind-boggling game to explain to someone who hasn't... Have you guys played it? Just so I, I know if any of you understand me.
1: I
2: haven't.
0: You have not, Greg? I have not. Though. And Shane?
2: game where you're basically playing as two androids, the one that actually created the game is yeah, a guy that dressed up with a big moon head and goes on stage to uh, talk about stuff.
0: Uh, that might be the first one. I don't know. I don't know. Never that. played it. OK, so it's just crazy. It, it's like part shoot up, part action. Like it's it's a platinum game. So you get that like action RPG element. Um, but it, it's just so mind boggling the story. And there's there's 26 endings to this game. But I think like five are good <sighs> and like 21 are jokes. And the more you play it, and the more you complete things, just the deeper you go into this this game's universe. And it's just it's the game that keeps on giving. And there's tons of side quests, but you don't need to do the side quests. But in this game, they do side quests so well more of the story expands as you do these side quests. So, like, you want to do it. But, uh, anyway, it's a good game. That's what I've been playing.
1: All the shilling. Are they paying you? No, they're not. I lost a lot wow. of money spending on that game. <laughs> but Secure so the bag.
0: It's a really good game. That's all I'm saying. And finished Bloodstained last week. So I'm finally going into the Castlevania DS uh, game starting tomorrow on my Castlevania streams. And... Oh, what's this, Brett? Uh, don't spend any of my in-game currency until the very end, and we will tell you how to get the Platinum Trophy without doing any extra side mission. That sounds like cheating, and I'm not about getting my <laughs> Platinum Trophies like that, sir. Um, oh, so, Shane, ab- apparently both games have the Moonhead, so I, maybe you're right. I don't know. Uh, Never played them. Re- you would re- I think you would really love Nier Automata.
2: Oh, probably. Yeah. I just mentioned I had fun installing Windows 3.1. Anything above that is probably really exciting. <laughs> so
0: the bar is pretty low for you. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: I might eat a piece of toast later. <laughs> <laughs> With, butter. With, butter. With Salted. butter? Salted butter, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you don't do anyways. Anyways, um, so that, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Anything else? No, I think that's about it. Um, got into a Lego game too, but nobody cares about Lego games anymore. All right, let's get into our major headlines. <laughs> Star- I played a Lego game once. Let us <laughs> never speak of it again. Like, what is there to talk about? I collected studs. I punched enemies in the face, and I saw some really bad cutscenes. That's a Lego Sounds game summed right. up right there. Still, like,
2: waiting for the I, Star Wars one. I never want to knock like Lego games or anything, because I know they've got a place. They got a reason to exist, but it's not just 10 guys at the studio that are just pumping them out. Right. Cause it really feels like that. And that's yeah. an insult to them, unfortunately, but it's a big group of people making a lot of Lego games fast.
1: I feel they slow it right? down. Like, I mean, really? The kind of yeah. I they like... have sort of slowed it down really when it comes to Lego games. I surprisingly like them. If I like the source material, like I am. I think the Star Wars, the upcoming Star Wars Lego game. I think that's going to be pretty fun. Um, I really like Jurassic Park because.
2: Yeah, that it was good. Fucking Sorry. Jurassic Park. They're, they're <laughs> making. They're, they're making another
1: Star Wars oh, Lego it's game. Oh, the whole so, thing, online episodes. Yeah, it's it's all it's all the the movies. The whole didn't Skywalker saga. Wait, they did one Wait, to six,
0: but then they came out with
1: three new movies. Yeah. So tech, technically, they haven't done that. Yeah. But
3: the thing I find remarkable about the whole, you know, Lego games and and everything is like, you know, when you see a movie get a, a game adaptation, you're like immediately turned off by it. But then you see a Lego, and you're like, ah, oh, kind of cute. I think I'll play it.
1: <laughs> I don't know. What I like. <laughs> I, I miss movie games. To be honest with you, what? sorry that I'm no, like, who
0: misses movie games? Okay, well they used to have them good.
1: Yeah, they used to be good. But then they. It depends only State like in the 90s One. i
0: feel it was only the 90s that was good and then it went downhill what'd you say greg
1: i mean there's some good movie ga- what are you talking One? about the 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 back to the future telltale game it was fucking awesome it was the first time we got a well in the states because you had super back to the future 2 on the super famicom which is a really good
0: game. i feel 2000 to 2010 was an era of not so good movie adaptations I don't. Know. I mean, looking so at standard. Shane's channel, um, all I see are garbage Batman games.
1: <laughs> well, there was there was one. What was the, the the decent Batman game? Batman Begins. Batman Begins wasn't bad. Um, uh, there was a good. There was a shitty Terminator Three and a, a good Terminator Three. I like the good Terminator Three. Okay. Um, there was
0: that Predator game that sucked, that just came out.
1: It was Friday the Thirteenth, which kicked fucking ass.
2: <laughs> Aliens versus Predator. That they yeah. The game, first-person shooter that everybody likes. Okay, but there's a the thing. <laughs> there's plenty of movie games that are good. If I'm covering it on my show, it means it's not good. But, like, there have been plenty of good ones. Jeez. Uh, uh, there's some that have been revolutionary. Oh, this is going to pull on a vault. <sighs> RoboCop 3 for the Amiga utilized 3D graphics that created a first-person perspective and also had an open world where you could drive around in a car that pre exi- that predates many open world games and features in-game graphics that look amazing for the Amiga for its time. I'll take your Again, way. never played the game, but that, that's in there somewhere.
0: <laughs> just like I mean, I feel like you just see yes. GamePro game pro magazines.
1: 16 bit 16 bit as you know movie games were great. I, there were some good 32 bit movie games. Um Die Hard Arcade, Go mm. Fuck Yourself. Yep. Dynamite Dude, I, I saw that
3: on your video and it, yep. it looks it it is it, it looks like an exact copy and paste the dynamite
1: cop am i wrong no it is. Yeah, it is so so in this in um dynamite cop was, is dynamite deck or Deku something yeah. yeah yeah so for the state side version of the game they did it with john McClane in it and like that was the only difference is that you played as john McClane, and then they did a sequel on the dreamcast which they didn't do any sort of Die Hard licensing with it but that game I mean, that was actually I remember going to my parents were evidently very fucking stupid. We <laughs> went to Disney World and uh, they got suckered into visiting a timeshare. And so we got, we go to the place to look at the timeshare and um, the guy's like, do you like video games? I'm like, yes. And he's like, well, we got an arcade here. I was like, "Take me!" And so he took me there, and he gave me like this huge thing of coins, and he was like, "Here, play play the games until your parents are done." And I was like, "Okay." And they had a diehard arcade there, and I was like, out fucking standing. So I just <laughs> played that the whole entire time and beat it. Fuck yeah! And then of course, oh yeah, the Warriors game, the Warriors, uh, Ghostb- Ghostbusters, the video game, the third Ghostbusters movie. Spider-Man 2, Godzilla destroy all monsters melee, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, get fucked Jason, you might you got have destroyed. You might, <laughs> you might have a point. I still stand though.
0: 2000 and 2010, Chronicles all of, of Riddick,
1: super underrated Xbox game.
3: I think I think more so like the kind that you know these are all like you know it's still only a handful when you consider the. Yeah, of, I mean there's there's a ton of shitty movies. Even just... like. Being you know difficult. mad max you know a lot of people seem to enjoy but oh dude like, that game mad was max good, is really good. But see i never played it but it's like one of those things like few and far between that you find a game that stands out so much that you actually return to it to play it after you know the movie and
1: its releases i never you know, even saw it. i never even saw the movie mad max i just played the game, watched the game recently
0: i haven't seen movies but the game was fantastic
2: Basically, how it works, right? There are far worse. there There's a larger percentage of video game movies that are, uh, sorry, movie uh, video games based off movies that are bad than good. But the reason why that happens is because they're trying to rush them out so quick to match the release of the movie. In the so cases when they don't, the
3: Lego do games, though, so, like that's the difference. You know, I I don't I don't know what the difference is.
2: Well, the Lego games is they made one and then they did copy pasted yeah they didn't really change really, much really... beyond that and it's cute you know like but uh, it's it it is what it is it's we did it the run one, t- one time pretty decently so let's just take that again and again that's to be all they really they tried
0: it. to branch out they had the lego guitar hero game they tried well, to they had lego the city undercover that's which all was, have... oh, yeah uh, lego city really undercover good. yeah and i and think then, the um, um, the clone wars lego game i think was a little bit more uh, strategy based if i remember I didn't play that one.
3: And they added voice acting. That was like pretty recent, I think, within the last decade, which was like (laughs) moved the needle (laughs) a little bit. But, you know, even that takes time to get a voice actor and a script and people in there. And so it's like, I wonder how far in advance those teams are working and and how big the team sizes are, just out of my own curiosity.
0: Well, I really, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with this Star Wars one, because they clearly weren't rushing it to get it out with Episode Nine. It's not coming out until uh, this fall. So mm.
2: oh, honestly, it's probably going to be a fantastic game where you relive the entire new trilogy and, the old and get to experience that wonderful story again, oh. <laughs> just like it's the first time.
0: No, thanks. Can I just skip yeah. episode 9, please? Um, Sean, would you play a LEGO wrestling game? Sure. That's something they haven't tried. See, that, that'd be different. Or
3: a no. fighter?
2: I would want to see a wrestling game based off those old toys that didn't have like moving arms or anything and they just like bash each other and then that's it it's just like completely still images you know yeah
0: there might be a market for that considering I don't know about you guys but I mean as a kid that's exactly what I would do with my toys yeah so make a fighter for your toys That'd
3: be pretty that's fun. like that that game toy soldiers i I yes. really like those that was a, a great franchise that I wish would would make a return they did some um I think some uh, backwards compatibility for Xbox One. I went back, yeah, 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 yeah I went back and played them, and, and I don't know. I, That was that was kind of the uh, the adult take on the the Lego genre, the toy box fighting. It's like a kind of a RTS strategy game, but you can jump in the towers, you can jump in the vehicles. There's like a, a lookalike Rambo in in one of the releases, and
2: Cold more, War. I think yeah, you're yeah. in luck though. The they uh, they're, they're re- remastering those and re-releasing them on the Switch.
3: Oh well, hell yeah. yeah they really fun. last week I think. I have a signed poster from the the development studio. This is back when that like I was talking about Jason, you know, last time we were talking about Xbox Live Arcade and and that's when really these indies, you know, started to to flourish and and become more prominent.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was last week's topic. You missed a good topic, uh, Sean. Has the indie bubble popped? Um all right, so for our main Oh, I was
1: at oh, Memorial Day party.
0: Yeah, you were getting drunk or something. Uh, we were kind of hoping you'd
1: come in drunk, but you didn't.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, he's usually... When he's off, he's off. Um, first big headline tonight, Sega-Microsoft partnership rumor. Uh, Sean, I know you made a video about it. Can you give us a highlight?
1: I made a video on it today. <laughs> so basically, there's a bunch of different rumors that have been thrown out. And the one rumor is crazy, hmm. but it almost makes sense in a way. And it's uh, it's, uh, so many people have talked to me about it off the record, too, that I'm almost thinking there's some steam to it. So basically, a writer, um, a Japanese writer um, went on record as saying that he has a big article coming up on June 4th. That's an exclusive article for Famitsu um, magazine, and it is on par with revolutionary stuff on par with when Wired got the exclusive for the PlayStation 5. And so it comes to find out that it involves Sega. And so now everyone's thinking, well, what the fuck could this possibly be? So I racked my brain about it and thought about different possibilities. At first I thought, you know, well, and and another thing that sort of ties into this is the fact that on June 3rd, a day before this article is released, Sega will be um, celebrating their 60th anniversary. So this person is saying that this is going to rile up the video game industry, and it's revolutionary, something that we haven't seen. So the first thing, of course, would be to think about Sonic the Hedgehog, maybe Sonic Adventure 3 or something like that, but that's not revolutionary. That wouldn't rile up the video game industry. So I've moved away from that. Then we have a mini console, which... Once again, wouldn't really rile up the industry or be revolutionary, but maybe something like the Dreamcast Mini or a Saturn Mini would sort of rile up people. Saturn, because of the architecture, is very hard to emulate, even still today. And the Dreamcast would be the newest system to get a Mini, but still not necessarily very, you know, revolutionary. Then we start to get into the more revolutionary topics. that I, think, that I think could be brought to the table. One thing is Sega Forever. Now, Sega Forever, of course, released on mobile devices and was basically a way to play a back catalog of, of Sega games from the Genesis and Game Gear. And when Sega Forever first came out, there actually was, because I remember covering it, there actually was interest from Sega on putting this on home consoles. So I thought to myself, well, what if Sega Forever is coming to home consoles? That would be very revolutionary. It could potentially rile up the video game industry as you haven't really seen... A, a service come to home consoles where it has a retro back catalog of games that you have immediate access to much like a Netflix sort of thing. So that's a possibility. I think, I think that's something that needs to be considered. And then we get to the Microsoft part. Now the person did say that it was no Dreamcast 2. too. Um, so it wasn't anything like that. Now, one of the rumors floating around was that Microsoft had purchased Sega and, um, which no because you you you're not you don't purchase Sega in order to purchase Sega you purchase Sega and Atlas and you would have to go through Sammy as well because Sammy owns Sega Atlas and Sammy is a very very large company and it would cost you a lot of money to get Sega from them and that's not something that you would put in a Famitsu magazine obviously there's so many so much you know stuff that goes along with a, a huge merger like that so you know 10 15 years ago different story modern era no So let's move on to what else they could be. There could be an exclusive partnership with Sega and Microsoft. Now, this is something that sort of stems from the uh, recent Yakuza game that was, of course, showcased during the Xbox uh, Series X event. Because Yakuza, up until this point, has been primarily on PlayStation consoles. It did release, they released um, a compilation on the Wii U. And then, of course, since then, uh, games have come to the Xbox branding. But as far as marketing is concerned, it's always been a, a Sony property. So what if Sega was doing something like they did originally with the uh, original Xbox, where you had games like uh, Jet Set Radio, Shenmue 2, Sega GT, all those Sega games that that came exclusively to the Xbox and only on the Xbox, because that pretty much was your Dreamcast 2, kiddies. Like, that's, Um, you know, that's, that's that's what Dreamcast 2 was. It was the original Xbox. And now there's a whole nother train of thought that at first just sounds absolutely batshit crazy. But the more you think about it, the more it might sort of make sense. And that is Microsoft would have the Xbox Series X branded in Japan as a Sega product. And at first you're like, well, what's what's the fucking point of that? But when you look at the video game industry in Japan, Microsoft is, is a fart in the wind. Like they sell literally tens of systems weekly. Nobody in Japan cares about Microsoft. But... They care about Sega. Sega's still a, a very popular brand in Japan, and I, I still feel like Sega holds some weight in the States as well. But if Microsoft were to strike a deal where the, the, the Xbox Series X is branded as a Sega console, and then they also have all those exclusive games like you saw on the original Xbox... I'm not even necessarily saying it would trick the consumer base because, obviously, that's what you're sort of trying to do by saying, you know, oh, well, you know, Sega's involved with this to some aspects, so it's not just a Microsoft product, so you should be interested in it. But I feel like it would make people more interested and maybe pay attention a bit more to the Xbox brand in Japan because xbox themselves they seem to be like you know whatever you know let our brand extend to anything else so why wouldn't they want to extend the brand in that sort of way to where they could actually build a base in japan Mm -hmm. so that's the crazy thing that's been circulating but like i said it's been picking up a lot of steam recently like a lot of people i've been talking to have said you know that could be a potential thing now of course at the end of the day at the end of the day this is sega So we all know it's going to be like some bullshit, (laughs) horrible thing. And it's going to be a marketing video. And, and this dude will just have to be crucified on Twitter. And I will be at the head of the pack because I mean, it's Sega, but you know, there's a lot of things to consider. There's a lot of things that, you know, sort of, set a bit of a precedent for this timing of events timing of things happening you know how microsoft is handling this upcoming generation of course you have the fact even looking at sega forever potentially coming to uh your home console as a as a device that you can download or a program that you can download that is something that sega has in the past said that they would like to put something like that on home console so i don't know and I, you know that is one thing um uh e- that ethan just said sega technically isn't the one hyping this at all it's this mm. it's this article writer mm. so maybe this that that's a good thing in this situation because good point. because you know when sega hypes things up it's it's usually not all that great but it's a you know if this sandwich. if <laughs> this dude is if this dude is saying that it's on par with wired getting that first information on the playstation 5 you know it'll be interesting to say
3: yeah, I do, I do think that's a fair assessment, especially because you know I think this next generation, as much as the the topics right now are being brought up, and the two companies are it, what it seems like is is a fight over hardware, but it, really the the battle, the war that's going on is over exclusives. And you're going to see, you know, more and more companies talking. Sony was in the news this week talking about exclusives that you know Sony console players are going to be happy about. And so I think you know this could potentially be you know, Microsoft's way to edge out the competition and to not worry about some potential future releases than securing that deal with Sega. And the, the other side of it too, like Sean was saying about the branded console, um, you know, it has a potential risk to to confuse consumers. And as much as we like to think, you know, we're intelligent beings and, and you know, one, one change in a switch box and everybody throws a bitch fit. Oh my God, what's the difference? What's this color mean? Why there's no battery life? And so i think um especially for consumers you know you have the the, an old saying that a a confused consumer buys nothing so if they're inundated with information they don't have all the information or they're confused as to what this new branding microsoft partnership is you know they might not take the bait
1: on it um that's just my two cents i mean i i think the the main thing to take away is is that microsoft can't sell shit in japan and they know that they know that so even if they even if they were to double or triple their sales which would be you know absolutely nothing i still feel like that's a sort of win and it's really just how you market the system because it's not going to be like the there's going to be a that's always been like a
3: size issue though like that the xbox is so goddamn big
1: (laughs) somewhat but i mean when you look at the 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 xbox one i mean it's it's pretty much the same size as a as a um the the main thing was with the original xbox was the size of the system and the size of the controller because you had the duke and you know uh the average japanese person is not as their hands are smaller like that's (laughs) science no it's science go look it up um so they hated that controller, and most a lot of people hated the controller stateside as well. You know, it was it was just for people, Neanderthals with big hands. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think I think it would it would help the God, situation. Great. I didn't think it was that big. <laughs> I, I have
3: small hands. I have, I have little right. sausage fingers. <laughs> I don't
2: know. I I I, I like the Duke. It was like it was it was a big controller, but you're right. It was too big. That is true. You know, I, I I heard a lot of people talk about this. Uh, how how Microsoft's gonna buy Sega? Okay, Sega isn't a company in and of itself. Sega is owned by Sega Sammy Holdings. Holdings uh, Sega Sammy Holdings is a company that owns multiple branches of things. Did you know that technically Sega San- Sammy Holdings owns a fleet of amusement parks, golf courses, hotels? It's insane how much they own and they own real estate in Busan and like Korea. Like it's really insane what they own. Microsoft show companies is not going to buy Sega Sammy. That is not going to happen. Microsoft. I can't imagine wants to get into the real estate game in Korea and Japan and worldwide properties. It would put them up in such a weird way. So Sega being bought out by Microsoft like that. I just don't think so. If Sega bought the sega brand as an entity and like sean said turn it into the sega xbox in japan you're damn right you know i I know there's a couple people watching oh yeah they sell more than 10 consoles a week no no they probably sell less than 10 consoles a (laughs) week they probably sell and you got to really think about it if they're selling that few Xboxes a week, that just means developers are going to the store to test the games you are selling in North America, okay? That's what that means. You have no idea how bad the Microsoft uh, uh, Microsoft Xbox does in Japan. It does so bad that I am quite certain there are gamers out there in Japan that have actually bought it by accident and returned it. Like, it's just, it's such a bad product for the Japanese marketplace. So saying Sega Xbox on it, That would do it. Hey, you know what? You know, look, look, Sega, Sega, Xbox is a better name than Xbox One Series X.
0: Yes. (laughs) Well, that's not saying much, but yes.
2: But see, like the the naming, Microsoft's naming stuff can be really confusing, and the name getting more confusing for the Japanese audience makes it even worse for them because they already didn't want the last couple. You're going to make it even worse with that. And the Series X is a big freaking system as from what we've seen i doubt it's going to be something that a lot of japanese consumers are going to want in limited spaces especially in the cities in japan where they have less they need a heater yeah i mean <laughs> maybe right i i feel that what we're going to be seeing is going to be some kind of mer- like if this even happens at all because for all we know it could just be something like sean said that that, that like that sega package of games or downloadable service but,
3: but look at the look at the weird way in which the wired reveal went it was like a, a, that same GDC talk and talking about hardware and like, I, I can't take. It's hard for me to remove it from that context, like to to say it's similar.
0: Also, though, remember that journalists tend to get excited too if they have any inkling of an exclusive. Greg, you and I know. Yeah. We will glorify that exclusive, and it can be the most mundane, boring thing ever.
3: Remember the Bowsett article? How that blew up? You were like, "Hey, you should cover this. This is," and then all of. No, a sudden that was a good that. idea though. <laughs> yeah but I, you know even in that aspect you know it's it's like
1: it's it's just hard to, i like it you you still kind of but i mean you know. even even so you don't go out there and say this is as big as wired in the yeah. playstation 5 like you are setting yourself up you, you could have yeah. just said i have a big exclusive i have something oh, for sure very interesting happening to go out there and say literally that it's, it's as big as that and that it involves sega you know you get you gotta you got to have some sort of some oh, sort. You're of either going to
3: be the laughing stock or the the hero.
1: Yeah, uh,
2: a Dreamcast a Dreamcast classic would be expensive. It would require a lot of space because remember we're dealing with GD ROMs. So GD ROMs are what 1.4 gigs, I think. Someone in the comments uh, correct me if I'm 1. wrong on that one. 2, something weird. Well, it's, it's, it's uh, more than a CD-ROM, less than a DVD. So it's like this wonderful middle ground, the GD-ROM. Ooh, so you're dealing right. with... 1.2 gigs. <laughs> 1.2 gigs. There you go. So 1.2 gigs, uh, not every game utilizes that much space, but let's just say they put in 20 games. You're dealing with gigs of space, which is something that a lot of the other uh, consoles they've sold, uh, classic consoles, didn't require that much space. Remember, even the PlayStation Classic had a bunch of games on there that were actually kind of small ISO files. that weren't that big. Uh, Original PlayStation games don't have to be that big. Some of them could even be less than 100 megabytes. So having a Dreamcast classic like that would be very expensive in that proposition. Also, running a Dreamcast properly, that would be a thing. Uh, Running the Dreamcast through emulation would would probably not be that great. Uh, There is a fantastic emulator out there called uh, uh, Redream. And uh, ReDream is uh, a fantastic emulator, runs the games really well, but then Sega would have to be doing something with them unless they made something themselves. If it was a Dreamcast 2, oh, I'm gonna, (laughs) gonna hate this. The Dreamcast 2 would be the stupidest idea to ever release in this climate. For the love of God, why would you ever want a Dreamcast 2? Did you honestly think Sega's gonna be like, hey, guess what? We're gonna just stop releasing games on the consoles you already own and put everything on the Dreamcast 2.
1: No, that would be. And Atari a... VCS
3: is like, hold my beer.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Right? With finishing? Yeah, <laughs> almost, almost too many systems just yeah. from smaller companies with the VCS and the Amico coming out. Like exactly. Like, right. what do
3: you do about the VMUs?
2: I mean, use your cell phone, just plug it into the controller. Maybe you don't I even need a know. controller. Maybe just use your cell phone. Does it really matter? Like, the, the, the problem is you would never want to do it. A Dreamcast <laughs> 2 is such a terrible idea on so many fronts. And if you are a Sega fan, like I am from way back, you would not want a Dreamcast 2 because what you would be doing is you would be going out and buying a Dreamcast 2 for no other reason than to play Sega-exclusive games that could have been on other systems you already own. That, that line of direction only goes one way. It doesn't go back. Once you stop making the consoles, you don't restart making consoles because you're an idiot, Atari. <laughs> so this is really how that works. If you're going to do it, you do it the one way fine, but you don't go backwards in time. It doesn't make any sense to do that. Anytime that happens, you have a mistake on your hands. So you also have to take into consideration who the hell would be making the Dreamcast 2. It wouldn't be Sega. The people that actually developed those consoles like originally, yeah. aren't at Sega anymore. Their
0: divisions are gone. Hardware's gone. Yeah. Uh, manufacturing yeah. everything's Hard, gone.
2: <laughs> okay, see alright. Actually look at Sega Holdings. Like I said, they own golf courses. They do have manufacturing process. For instance, did you know that Sega Holdings actually owns the company that animated Inspector Gadget? Oh, and, I uh, and the original DuckTales and uh, Rescue Rangers. Sega owns that company. Uh, it's what are it's they crazy. Making? What
0: are they making now, though? Are they still
2: animating? Uh, Lupin the Third animations and stuff like that. They still oh, make a lot yeah, of things. Oh yeah, I forgot right? about it's, that. It's crazy. They own a lot. They also own. They also uh, are owned in part of the holding company, uh, a company called Sammy, who makes pachinko slots. So yep. yes, they have the ability to use that company to develop a console with hardware. Here's the trick, though. You would have to tell a pachinko slot company to make a console that isn't a self-serving arcade system, which, by the way, Sega still works on arcade machines every so often. Just the idea of them, though, taking that and trying to turn it into something else would be so confusing because who do you partner with? Do, do Do you rebuild everything from scratch? I mean, the Dreamcast was a huff and a fart out the window before like getting destroyed uh, just a little while coming after it right. and let's not start this okay folks i was there nine nine ninety nine i bought a dreamcast and i actually had to return my dreamcast because of a thunderstorm that destroyed the first one so i've bought two dreamcasts in the first year you tell me if you fucking did that the dreamcast 2 is such a terrible concept on every front and this is coming from a company that owns golf courses that nobody goes to. Okay, sounds... it would be such a stupid idea.
0: That Dreamcast experience sounds like the Xbox 360.
2: Hey, you know, <laughs> at least at least Dreamcast still work right now. Get one year of uh, yep. Xbox 360s that. and tell me if you keep going. I got my
1: my original uh, Sega Sports model still. So before, whenever I bought it.
0: Before we get into lighting round, last thing, you guys really think if there is something to the Sega Microsoft or Sega whatever, that they would launch the same day as the PlayStation 5 event?
1: Yes. Because that's how petty this, that's another thing. That's how petty they've been so far. Think yeah. about it. Whenever, whenever Sony does, a, plans a presentation, Microsoft will send out a tweet or send out a little something like, oh, here's our controller. Or we have this and that. Here's our backwards compatibility. And then whenever Microsoft plans an event, Sony's like, oh, here's what we're going to do with the SSD. And, like, and it's Nintendo, been very- Paper Mario. Yeah. Wasn't
3: the, uh, the Sega, like, 60th anniversary or whatever, that's on June 3rd. Yep. Or something. And then the PlayStation event is June 4th. Yep. So interesting. Timing baby.
1: Uh, There's a lot of there's a lot of. I mean, and of course, you know, just like with uh with um with the Devil May Cry stuff back when I thought Dante was potentially going to be the next character, there was a lot of timeline events that led up to make that making sense especially with capcom saying oh we have a special announcement on this certain day and on this certain day and that was like oh well shit we got to get this new smash character and you know that of course completely fell apart you know it could just be circumstantial but you know when there's circumstances it's, it's worth talking about like i'm not i'm not saying that's definitely what it's going to be but i think you know it's a it's a possibility so why not talk about it I saw an exclusivity contract
2: well, an exclusivity contract, I think, is where this, th- th- that's where my head goes. Any kind of concept that, Mike, oh because if there's one thing Microsoft has a lot of, it's money, stupid money. Like, I'll buy Minecraft for a billion dollars, ho, 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 I have too much money, money. So if they really wanted to go out and get an exclusivity contract with Sega to be like, all your games on our system for the first three years exclusive, or even the whole console generation, if they deemed it in the contract is appropriate. That way, any game that comes out for that whole slot will not reach PlayStation. It only comes on Xbox. That would drive a lot of people to buy an Xbox, especially in Japan.
1: And that's hard. Yep.
0: All right. Sean, you want to run us through the lightning round?
1: There hasn't really been any questions. Um, There's a few starting around. What before. games got you through the pandemic the most? I mean, the pandemic was not really all that different than my normal life, so I can't really comment on that
2: YouTube. You been watching a lot of YouTube. <laughs> well, no, well, this is this is this is YouTube life. This is what we do. Yeah. We don't leave our rooms, We don't leave our houses. That's
1: all we do. Yeah. I go to my grandma's house. That's about it. Or my uncle's house. And I got to go there tomorrow. That's why I'm working on today's video. Yeah, or tomorrow, I probably watch
3: more Amazon Prime shows, <laughs> more Hulu shows more netflix it's i might even watch more more content than i actually played to be honest when are you gonna That's... watch
0: some crunchy roll though greg
3: i don't know i just haven't jumped in all right I you you know like the...
1: weird did you guys see how they censored back to the future 2 on netflix i saw that clip of yours and i was like what what did Fucking they censor bullshit. which part <laughs> the La Oola, the magazine when marty um, gets the sports almanac so like the first the first part of the scene where biff has the lah law la magazine that's fine but when marty breaks into the um principal's office and takes the sports Almanac and Ooh la law magazine is inside of it even though there's no nudity they like censored it and like made it different like I don't know if it was a uh... I don't think Ooh La La was an actual magazine. <laughs> that would be the only thing I could think of Ooh would be some that. sort of well, world I think? One. It was
2: uh, – so Bob Gale said it was Universal that accidentally sent Netflix the wrong version of the movie. Oh. So what you saw was like uh, – Bob Gale is like the producer and right, I right. think the co-writer. Yeah, so uh, I think what happened was the uh, film – May- like there are versions of Back to the Future made for television and stuff like that, and I think they just gave the wrong version out by accident. Yeah, and some someone, of the Universal didn't pay attention. Someone
1: just said that was a, a it was an addition for the overseas market. Okay, then that makes me feel better. Cause, because like what they'll
3: do in those cases, like on the TV side, they'll have like all you have that if if they're similar to what I've experienced is like there's like a line, there's like a code that's issued to whatever the content is, and then. One content provider says, you know, we're going to put this on our, on our station and it's going to air. We need you to send over this version. And they look at the version and like, oh, they, yeah, this looks like the appropriate version. And they probably programmed it in to set it to run. And then
1: I mean, I still like, wa- I've watched it because I don't know how long they've been on there. But like I watched the trilogy at least once every two, three days. So because I have problems and I only like old movies. Um <laughs> Will both Sony and Microsoft price their consoles at four ninety nine in the U.S.? Sony probably, um, just because of the cost. See, here's the whole thing. They they one could try and undercut the other, and I think if one company would try to do that, it might be Microsoft. But I also don't think it's feasible from a technological standpoint to undercut it that much. So I do think they're both going to be five hundred dollars at least. The uh the, no. Jason, when when has anything? There's a reason why things launch at four ninety nine ninety nine because you're you, the the there's a reason why there's not uh, even prices with things. It's not like hey, this is five hundred dollars. No, it's four ninety nine ninety nine because it's a psychological thing. They're not going to release something at four hundred and fifty dollars. Four forty nine,
0: like, then if you will.
1: No, if anything, Sony might might be able to do that, and they would just lose a little bit. I don't think Microsoft can afford to do that, but I also feel like a $50 difference wouldn't persuade you one way or the other, so you might as well secure the bag.
2: I think if... Ah, this is gonna be fun. Okay, so Microsoft and Sony both... Uh, Sony used to have the advantage over the manufacturing arm compared to Microsoft. Microsoft did make a lot of manufacturing in the 90s when it came to controllers and mice and keyboards, and Useless crap like that. Uh, but one thing that they did is when they got into big manufacturing with uh, recent, with their consoles and uh, their um, their new computers and laptops and stuff like that, and their tablets, they've been getting into that a lot more. So they're starting to understand how manufacturing works and how to lower costs. Uh, I personally think. That both these companies are trying their damn best not to say what the prices are, because at one hint, the other one will cut them out by 50 bucks because they could, because it doesn't matter if they lose a couple million that first year because they know the year next, they'll make all that money back. And 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 right now, whoever goes to here's here's like your big deal, whoever goes to market first and whoever shows their price first, the other company has the advantage. If you think that, so that Microsoft cannot going, our console is going to be 299 and you're like, wow, Sony can never hit that, Sony will hit 250 the next moment. Like, they don't care. And the reason they, wanted, they, they don't care is because whoever goes out first and sells the console, back in the old days when you sold a console, the only thing that mattered was you got someone to pick up, I think it was 2.5 games. If they bought 2.5 games after buying the original console that uh, they would have paid enough money into the company that you would have made money back from the the uh, the, the loss model. Uh, the Not loss model. The uh, the selling a console at a loss model and earning that money back, okay. and there's an actual term for it. Loss leader. Loss leader, thank you. Loss leader model. So that's how things used to go. But then a company called Microsoft started charging for things to go online and to play games online. Xbox Live became another advantage to loss leader because xbox live is the best scam ever like it's got to be one of the greatest things we'll pay you a certain you'll pay us a certain amount of money per month and there's a reasonable chance you don't do anything you don't use our service you don't go online if you paid for a full year you might not actually use their service you might not even download the free game and they just made money off you for the month so good like you gotta love evil when it's done right so When it came to the PlayStation 5, uh, to the PlayStation 4, they started realizing, wait, Microsoft can charge for nothing? And we're not doing that? So they didn't do it on the PS3, but when it came to the PS4, they were like, we have to do that. And they sold people on that premise that they were better at it than Microsoft, and it totally worked. Coming into the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox, several names, generation, console, whatever they want to call it, coming into the Series X... The beautiful thing is, all they have to do is sell you the box and get you to pay for one year of their live service that they don't even have to deliver on. Yep. And for that first year, when there's very few games on the platform,
0: They're they gonna, barely have to do anything. It's going to be bundles. You're going to see a lot of competitive edge. PlayStation's going to pivot their exclusives. Xbox is going to like really try to push special fancy controllers with your own custom color or just Game Pass subscription and stuff. Um, was there, unfortunately we are at the hour mark, so we do have to wrap up. Was there any last big questions, Sean, that you, uh, caught your eye? Um,
1: lightning around it. What other Nintendo announcements do you think will happen this year besides Mario stuff and Pikmin 3? I think it's going to be up in the air. Um, I don't, th- there's really no sort of indication of anything that I have heard. Um, uh, uh have you guys heard of woojer yet haptic feedback for sound that greatly magnifies one's gaming experience i did look it up it reminds me of that fucking thing that came out i think it was called wasn't it called the activator because the activator was that weird thing but there was a weird vest thing the fast the, pack time. Piano yeah, yeah. Oh, it looks yeah. a lot like that um i actually but...
3: got to review it early on and it did provide that type of it was weird like it was baseless sound you know it was haptic feedback but you could feel you know bullets and and damage oh, I, see, yeah, and stuff. I see where you were pulling. but you know i had uh like my headphones on you know i was um with the vest on and and playing with the controller so at that point you know i i did feel like at least it provided that additional layer of immersion
1: and uh, is anyone excited for paper mario yes. i say yes hell yes Shane. <laughs> it's cool. I mean, like, like, you know, I don't know.
2: I it's gotta cool, play the have game. you played
3: a game on Windows three point one. Speaking yeah. of
2: origami,
0: check this out. My son came I... up to me and he's like, "Look, Dad, I can make X wings now." It's like, "Oh, oh
2: that's damn. dope." Yeah, right. It's really cool.
0: I can't make that even as the jets in the back. That's
2: that? actually really cool. But I, you know, I, I'm, I'm all for uh the new Paper Mario. I'm, I'm excited for. It, but I really want Sony or sorry Nintendo to kind of re-release some of the older ones so people could play Thousand Year Door again, so people could play the one N64 again so that they can see where the series came from. Because, I mean, we, we just got, uh, with the SNES Classic, we got to play Mario RPG again. So I'd love hmm. to see those older games come back in a way so that we could play them. It's, it's one of those things where Nintendo rarely just leaves franchises' uh, existing uh, library entries at the door, and it's just like, here's a new version of the game. You don't have to ever play the old ones. Forget them. It only costs us a lot of money to make. You never have to play them. It's like, come on. just I just want to see that. I want to see the roots of the system and the, the roots of the franchise. Well, you could I do
3: them. wish some of those fan creations do, oh, did Paper come Star to fruition. Fox, Paper Sonic. That one looks so like, yes. fucking adorable.
0: <laughs> yes, it looks really good. Um, you could play Paper Mario uh, N64 on your Wii U, Shane.
2: Just a oh years can ago. I? I'll just go pull that out of the dumpster then. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. I like I the remove, Wii U. I think I was like mess. the only If everyone did, did, did all did you like the Wii U? Because I like the Wii U. I Wasn't it liked fun? It. I liked it. It's still my shelf. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, 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 see, and and just just like you, it's a paperweight right now. See that that's just the thing, okay? The Wii U was a really cool system. It's just it was not a good console. It is it's great if you like it. I like a lot of stupid things like Back to the future on the nes it's bad that's, but i still enjoy oh it goodness. yeah it's a fun that's game funny. but that, that's just the thing right if you can admit that it was bad when you can still enjoy it nothing the, wrong with the that The
0: me plaza i, I kind of miss being greeted to my little world of my me's just like oh you're back <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> all
0: right guys thanks for joining us we are uh at the end of the show but before we sign off uh let's hear from all of you what uh, you guys got coming up this week starting with greg what are you up to this uh,
3: week? Gonna have a review going up shortly for Atomic Crops. Uh, got another preview for my paper. Your little something. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's like a horror story, but like a 2D, like paper mache style. It's an early access, um, but I'm gonna be doing that as well too. Um, so look for that um, on PCInvasion.com as well as uh, follow me on Twitter at enthusiast underscore Greg and on instagram at enthusiast underscore greg and i have been doing a little bit of streaming dipping my toes in on mixer and twitch uh,
1: i'll share more dipping my mustache hairs there
0: wonderful sean uh
1: tomorrow i will have a video talking a bit more in depth about um borderlands 2 and bioshock on the nintendo switch with gameplay footage that matches what i am talking about um uh yeah, I mean reaction to the PlayStation event, reaction to whatever Sega announces, whatever other sort of gaming news pops up. Oh, Outer Worlds on Nintendo Switch. Um I believe I can talk about that. I haven't gotten the game yet, um but I believe I can talk about it on the 4th, which is the same day of Ooh, there's a lot of shit happening in the 4th. We're going to have a lot of fucking videos up. Uh, I could talk about it. The embargo lifts on that. Um, I haven't gotten the game yet, but I should be getting it tomorrow, I believe. So be on the lookout for that too.
0: Great. Shane, you got anything uh, you want to share for this week or is it all top secret stuff?
2: Oh, no. Uh, we got, we're going to have a video coming out uh, sometime in the beginning of this week, a uh, brand new Just Bad. Um, it's about a television show that was very popular in the 90s and they made one of the worst nintendo 64 games you can possibly find and i'm also going to sit I down when, yeah okay <laughs> and uh i i'm also going to sit down and write down a conspiracy theory how Ooh. from jay to myself to sean and to greg slowly grows a beard as you look at all of us in length <laughs> and that was creepy and i don't know if Jay arranged us on purpose for that but
0: discord autumn automatically arranges so it's the discord algorithms that arranged us good by, algorithm by beard
1: length <laughs> good does, does the video does this have any significance to the the video you're talking about oh rugrats yeah no oh i thought it was right i've been watching
2: rugrats love rugrats
1: but... rugrats had that fucking terrible game on the n64 so I thought. Oh, I there's tired. something
2: worse <laughs> 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 i've i've been uh we've, we've been having fun it's uh they're, they're, the three games I've been playing over the past couple days are are just oh uh, like I can't even one of them just crashes every five minutes and Jeez. and if you it's on Steam and they still sell it on Steam that's the joke and if you actually look to see who actually beat the game because there's like a percentage for the achievement, the percentage is so low I was like but there's still enough people that went through all the crashes to get to the end of this game just to see if something good happened and nothing did. it's wonderful Jeez.
0: Uh, and over here on Hey Jay, if you're looking for new content, a new video just dropped yesterday looking at why Animal Crossing is so popular. It's a little bit of a retrospect. Uh, looking at the entire Animal Crossing franchise and kind of dissecting it for its strengths, I really had a lot of fun making it, so do check that out. Uh, There's going to be a lot of streams this week. uh, Tomorrow evening, starting up the Castlevania, the first one on DS. I forget what it's called. Um, Getting back into that. uh, There's going to be a Hollow Knight night on Wednesday where I still attempt to beat the Pantheon of Hallownest. Uh, Greg and I are going to be doing a live stream reaction to the PlayStation 5 reveal announcement, whatever it is, on Thursday. And... uh, oh, uh, Tuesday, Thursday mornings I also do Animal Crossing streams with coffee so if you want to have your coffee with me in the morning you're welcome to join and there will be two more videos on AJ this week I don't know what they're going to be about yet and if you haven't seen yet there's also a, the 10, no, 5, 6 PSP games lost to time
1: yeah, um, and you didn't fucking put that Soul Calibur game on there, you piece of shit
0: you can play as fucking uh, Kratos in it there's going to be multiple episodes of this I can't put all of them in one episode
2: if power stone doesn't show up on one jay just one <laughs> so help me god i live close enough i can make things happen okay power buddy stone? You better here, put here. power yeah. stone collection on the psp it's like the best version of the game if you play it on an emulator sorry sony but like it's it's good it's it's like it's it's the first game and the second game plus all the vmu games it's really cool
0: i'm gonna get your mm-hmm. um your advice
2: for the next couple episodes. I made a video. Go watch it.
0: Oh, no. Don't you start, too. (laughs) All right. We'll see you all next week. And until then, keep it classy, or as Sean would say.
2: Keep it
1: classy.
0: Or as Greg would say. A little bit of both. I don't know if Shane says anything, but he's welcome to. Moo. Moo. Have a good night, everyone. I've been expecting you.